Hello there. This is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Last Sunday, my friend ministered on the Lord's Prayer, and I was meditating on the Lord's Prayer. And that was the beginning of it that led to what we have this morning. In Luke chapter 11, when you look at the B part of verse 1, the Bible said the disciples of Jesus Christ came to him as he was praying. And he is praying and they asked him, the Lord teach us to pray. As John taught his disciples, so he said to them that when you pray, not if you pray, And I want to say that to somebody in this place. There is a need for you to step up your prayer life. There is a need for you to know that when we call for prayer, it's not for some people who have issues in their life. In fact, we all have issues in our lives. And uh, But more importantly for you to know that prayer is not an option for the believer. So Jesus Christ said that when you pray... And then he says, pray in this manner, that our Father in heaven. And I paused as I got to that word. Our Father who art in heaven, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. But I paused at our Father. One, as we look at this day that we talk about, International Day, it's not about the food we traditionally eat at the end of the service and thank God for that food. That even COVID couldn't stop it. Even though they had to pack it. Can't lay it out as we used to. It's not the food. It's not the beautiful different clothes that people will wear on a day like this. It's not the flags. But one of the things that is important about the international gathering of nations. Is the opening line of prayer. That says, our Father in heaven. Now this tells me that the fatherhood of God transcends nations. So the title of my message this morning is Fathered Beyond Cultural Barriers. Fathered Beyond Cultural Barriers. So I asked myself, now what if they don't know him as father in that nation? What if they don't acknowledge him as father? And I found that 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 even didn't stop God from still being their father. Many of us here can talk about God's goodness in our life even when we didn't know him. How God saved us when we didn't know him. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 5 verse 6. It said, for when we were still without strength. In due time, Christ died for the ungodly. And I say, hey, that's me right there. He said, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man, someone may even dare to die. But look at the next verse, verse 8. He says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us. So uh, that's where you can just begin to say, Lord, I thank you for demonstrating your love towards me. That while I was still a sinner, Christ died for me. 
Thank you. You didn't die for my good deeds. You didn't die because I know how to pray. You didn't die because I gave you a good offering. You died while I was still a sinner. There are nations of the world, friends, today that you call unbelieving nations. You call them nations that don't know God, but God said, I'm their father. There is an old film, and I'm, I was trying to remember some other film, but I couldn't really put, place my hands on it. But just let's use this one. This old film called Twins. Twins. They were meant to be twins, but they were completely opposite. One was strong, one was weak, one tall, one short, and all that. But they have the same father, the same mother. And I want to think about that also with what we are calling fathered beyond cultural barriers. And it's not because you come from my country or from my culture or from my race that's made us to be the same father, but because of the goodness of God. One of the missing links for international empowerment is recognition or acknowledgement of God's singular intention for the people of the world. God has the same plan for the people of the world. Isn't that amazing? It's the same plan. That all men may know him. That they may be saved. Know him as father. That is this plan. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 3. Verse 14. He said, for this reason, I bow my knees to the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. From whom? Watch that. The whole family in heaven and on earth is what? The whole family. So no matter what name you think you, you call yourself or they call you, the Bible says, from him. We got, in fact, he made it much better. One time when Paul was traveling in his missionary trip, the Bible said he got to a place called Athens. Now, he got to that place and he realized that they were very religious. They were very religious. They were worshiping. And then there was this inscription on the wall, which is called what? The unknown God. The unknown God. So Paul said to them in Acts 17, from verse 24, he said, God, who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and on earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands. So, first of all, because we have churches does not limit where God dwells. So I can find myself in a country that has, has no church. It does not mean that I can't worship. Do you understand now? I can find myself in an environment where it seems that where nobody here seems to have called on God. It does not mean God's name cannot be glorified in that place. He said, nor is he worshipped with man's hand as though he needed anything. So, friends, whenever we even have to say, let's give to God, it's not that God is broke or God needs anything. God is very well comfortable to raise stones, raise trees. He's able to do anything to worship himself. Are you following this now? Now, the scripture says that he's not, he said he doesn't need anything since he gives life. This is one of the scriptures that really humble anybody. It's God that gives life. Look at that scripture. He says, since he gives life, he gives to all life, breath to everything. The reason you have breath in you is because God gave it to you. It's not because your 
Antibiotics are working well, not because your doctor knew what to do. It's because there is breath in you. That machine that they put on the call life support machine, they turn it off, you understand it cannot sustain anything. It is God that gives life to all. That man that is bragging, that is boasting, as if he owns your life, he says, you know what, you are going to see. It is God who gives them life. We thank God for protecting us. But it is God who gives life beyond the face mask. Amen. So even if we have to use it, our confidence is not in the face mask. It is God who gives life. So the Bible says it's God who gives life to all things, verse 26. And he has made from one blood. This is what is so amazing. He has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth. Friends, while many nations of the world may boast of their founding fathers, of their national boundaries, their flags, while they may boast of their cultures and their languages, friends, even as true as those parameters are, one missing link we must always understand and remind ourselves is God has a singular plan for all. There is a blood, friends, that flows into all. No matter what political system operates in that country, no matter what regime, no matter how large the country is or how small they are, no matter how poor they are, no matter how rich they are, there is one God that controls all. And you cannot allow anybody to intimidate you for their size or their money. Whichever country you are from. You must understand this that when we talk about this kind of day, it's to bring us to the level of understanding that is a father that joins us all together. Amen. The Bible says in verse 27, the reason why God has done this is so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might group for him and find him. Though he is not far from each one of us. In any country you see, God is not far from them. So there is this common name we've got to understand. That God has given to all beyond the natural barriers, beyond the racial barriers. There is this DNA and this bloodline that cannot be questioned. It can't be questioned. There is this DNA and bloodline that has joined myself and Pastor Caroline together. It does not matter which country of the world I find myself. If the name of the Lord is named in that place, then I have a true brother. I have a true sister in that place. Are you following me now? What is this really getting me ready to think about? Which means I cannot be limiting God where it takes me to. Neither should I limit God to who God brings to me. There are many of you that God will throw into some places, either to walk or to establish stuff. You must cast away fear out of your hearts. You must understand that you are fathered beyond cultural barriers. See, the pandemic has taught the world harsh lessons. And one of those lessons, friends, is that whether you're a rich nation or a poor nation, <laughs> we all faced with common enemy called survivor. Everybody was reduced. In fact, the amazing thing about the COVID is it hit the big ones first. Despite the fact that all effort was made to say that oh, the African nations are going to be the worst off. But God gives life to all. 
Now, this crisis has shown us that the world come together when faced with huge shared challenges. We can come together. When people say that, oh, the vaccine was found too soon, I say it's because many people are working for one single solution. What is sad about this effort, as good as it was in us finding a solution is, we didn't take this further in ensuring that everybody had the same access to the care. So, you see that where there was understanding about we had to work towards the same purpose, when it came to finding and providing care, it didn't follow the same line. So, the pandemic has actually widened the gap between the developed and the developing economies, especially in providing equitable access to diagnostics and the treatment for the disease. As at the 3rd of December, this is what my researcher K brought out, 3rd of December 21, according to our world in data statistics, listen to this, 54.9% of the world population has received at least one dose of the COVID vaccination. That's half of the world population. 8.14 billion doses have been administered globally. That sounds heavy. 34.41 million have been administered have been administered every single day. That seems heavy. But here is the disparity. Only 6.2% of people in low economies of the world have received one vaccination. We are in a country where we are even talking about getting the fourth booster right now. We are talking about third one. But some of God in third one, they are anticipating the fourth one. Some of us just came back from Ghana where everywhere you go to, and this is important, everywhere you go to, people are seriously abiding to using their face mask. Even on crusade ground. Now that's the one that shocked me. Nobody has to be given to them. They are coming from home, from their villages, with face masks. Because they are saying, if we don't cover ourselves and help ourselves, who is going to help us? And incidentally, I traveled from a country to country, traveled from Nigeria to Ghana. It's a place where, from the airport, nobody bothers about it. I don't endorse the action of the government, but sometimes our carelessness exposes us to so you see that many of these countries of the world, rich countries, while we have deliberately, or in whatever way, have left the low economic countries out in the cold, some of the harsh restrictions they are placing on these countries is hard to ignore the fact that there are political and economic purposes behind it. But don't forget that I just said that we are fathered beyond cultural barriers. So imagine in a family where we just have policies that deliberately put some people down and why we support some other people. So a point has to come where Esau has to break from his own neck. Are you getting my point now? The yoke that is on his neck. That is one of the prayer points I've got this morning. That every individual, every, I'm taking this from country to individual. I'm coming to individual in a minute. But every country that is represented in this house, where we have a mindset of we are victims, we are going to break that mindset in the name of Jesus. Why? Because God has not forgotten any nation. There is no country that in the mind of God is a mistake. He said he had preordained every nation, their time of their visitation. 
And so we are releasing the mind of God and the fire of God to burn in every area where men have been put into clusters of depression. Where men are living in the time where they are living below God's plan for their life. Because in every economy, in every society you have, there are sons of light in that place. When Jesus Christ was going to leave this earth in Acts chapter 1, the Bible said he had gone into heaven. And in verse 9, the Bible said the disciples were still gazing into heaven. They were gazing, they were looking up to heaven. An angel came and told them, he said, why are you looking up? He said, the way he has gone is where he's coming down. But he said, me, why you guys going to all the earth? Preach the gospel. What do you think he was saying there? That the solution is not from heaven anymore. You have been sent out. You are the answers to this world. Go out there and make impacts. So as the light shines in darkness, so also are the sons of this father supposed to shine in the days. Amen. I'm believing God for the people who will shine in the darkness no matter what the political regime is operating over that space. Because the father is the father of all. So when we talk about International Day, it's a reminder of our assignment to the nations of the world. You know, when a company goes public, ordinary people buy shares. So what is going on right now is that the gospel has gone public and the church should know that we are to buy shares. What do you mean by buy shares? Which means engage. We cannot leave it to some angels to come until they come from heaven. He has said, go in into the nations of the world. It begins by making our faith public. In every nation we are, we should make our faith public. We will make it part in the name of Jesus. I have stories of people of different faith who will see something in the life of a believer and they will say, whatever it is you need in this place, we will support you. When people were being moved from Afghanistan this few months ago, there are so many amazing stories that missionaries have of people who are helping them to move people back into the USA. And these are not Christians, but they are committed to their purpose. All the church needs to know is that we are not called to the safe zones only. We are not called to the people who speak like us. We are not called to a church that looks like us or talks like us only. Amen. So when people come into our midst, we can't say this not speaking like us. We are not going to be a people that will just say, oh, you know what? You have to talk like me before I can be your friend. Or before my son or my daughter can marry you. Because we are fathered beyond cultural barriers. All I need to understand is there is a father above fathers. There is a bloodline above the bloodlines that your laboratory can show. Which has linked us together. And that's what matters above all things. HCC, there is something I believe God is saying to us on this day. There is an assignment for us. There is a mindset for us. Now, if we are going to do this, we have to love our neighbors. If we are going to do this, we have to love our neighbors. Now, the question is, sometimes my neighbors might be my enemy. That's a problem. Sometimes my neighbor might not be my friend. It's easy to love my friend, but my neighbor might not be my friend. But that's the exact reason why Jesus Christ said, love your neighbors. You can't move away from your neighbor. Not easily. 
So when he said love your neighbor, it's supposed to test the superiority of your spirit. Whether you have the capacity to deny yourself like he did for him to come down to earth and to give his life to us. Church, it is not it's not accidental that God is beginning to shine some light, special light on this ministry in this borough. But I, want to, I don't want to look at, at it from church only. I want to take it to you as individuals. Because that light will be shining on you wherever you are. If we find ourselves in a place that all we talk to is just people that look like us and talk like us, we are failing in recognizing the father beyond cultural barriers. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say here. So if I get to a, a, a dinner or a party or cocktail and immediately I look for somebody that looks like me, talks like me, and that's the only place I find comfort, then what I carry can never really extend. Amen? Which means if I come to church and all I talk to and who I talk to is the same people I talk to every time, there can never be cross-pollination. So, we can have international day for as long as we care, but I'll never get to be a blessing to that nation or to anybody from that place. And if I can't learn it from this safe environment, how can I take it to the marketplace? Am I talking to somebody this morning? Because, you know, my first week back, I was thinking I'm going to do something, but God said this, I want you to say this. And it all started from our father who had in heaven. Because that same person you don't want to talk to, if he's going to call on God, he's going to say, our father. He's not calling on a different father. He's the same father. He's the same father. The same father that the son of slave we call. He's the same father that the slave master we call. Our father who had in heaven. So before you castigate me or whatever I represent, you have to know that it's still we have the same father. So as a church, we must be prepared to confront, challenge, and speak truth to power where there is oppression. And I think that's the sort of thing we're talking about, we've been talking about. That's the sort of thing why we can understand that why will a nation be red-listed when their figures don't even match what you have got in your own country? Do you understand what I'm talking about this morning? We must be able to find God in everyday life and interpret it in the things which we do. But this will only happen when we come to the table with understanding that, you know what, I'm not coming here as the lesser as an underdog. That no matter how big, how high you are, it's the same God, it's God who's giving you life that's giving me life. That is the mentality I want us to have as a people. Amen. We must have this mentality, friends. If you understand your father owns it all, there is a mindset you will bring to the table. Now, you might not get that job, another job better is waiting for you.
When God called Abraham, he said to Abraham, I'm going to make you fathers of many nations. And you understand what happened with Jacob? His grandson had 12 sons. And each of those sons became the father, the founding father of the tribes of Israel. Now they were a pattern of nations. Because God now formed his covenant with them. God set up his covenant with them. Now, this is an amazing thing. Each of that tribe that you see, the 12 tribes of Israel, there is none of them that is perfect. They all had issues. So just like Congo has issues, so also does America has its own issues. So if you are a leader coming to the table, you don't wait to be lectured by somebody who has chosen to wait, whitewash himself and he's telling you about things which he does not know of. I don't know whether you understand what I'm trying to say this morning. Because if you understand it's the same grace, we need to be saved. It's the same God who has bought us. Amen. Then when we are talking, we'll talk with a bit of understanding and mindset. That your father is my father. Alright? You may have started earlier, but I'm catching up to I believe that we are coming to a time that God is beginning to bring out some voice from nations that have been ignored. God is raising some standards in places where people have overlooked. And they are coming with understanding. They are coming with perfection. So it is not a mistake that some of us are raising our children like Moses was trained with the best education of Egypt. So by the time Moses will stand before Pharaoh, there is nothing new Pharaoh wants to say. You say, no, you didn't quote that part, that section properly. This is how it was written. I want to thank God for sons and daughters of God that is placing in strategic positions. May the hand of God protect them. May they understand that I am here by his grace for his purpose. Because when that moment comes, they will be the one to say that, you know, oh king, I will not be careful to answer you in this matter. They look for everything to discredit Daniel, they couldn't find it. And when we say it's lonely at the top, it's because you didn't know how to raise others with you. Because when Daniel was promoted, he said, King, don't forget, it's not only me that interpreted this dream. There are other guys working on this project. And they became heads of provinces. Because this is what is important. The sons of Jacob became the founding fathers of tribes. And that was a pattern for the nations of the world. That no matter what defect was in their life, they were connected to the Abrahamic covenants. How does that match what I've been saying to us? It's because, listen, no matter what you see in the nations, we have the same father. And we need to call on that God. That God that gives goodness, that gives mindset, that gives leadership, that gives the fear of the Lord. We don't need to have, we don't need to get hung up on faith. Friends, hear me well. 
we don't need to get hung up on religion. We just need to get hung up on the fear of God. Because no matter what religion you are from, if you understand that it's a God above all, and you fear that God, you will rule men with fear. It's very clear. But I believe I'm speaking to governors, to senators, to heads of parasitas this morning. I'm speaking to people who are yet to come, and people who are here. I don't care what faith, what religion you profess. I don't care what country you are from. I don't care. But I care about who is ruling your judgment. Now, if that is the case, then I can sit at the table and do business with anybody. You understand that? Then I can run a project with anybody. I can, I can be in the community and do anything with anybody. I don't care what urban you are having or you are not having. You don't have to be a Christian. You don't have to look like me. You don't have to speak my language. We just need to have the fear of God connected. That is the father beyond cultural barriers. So, when we say International Day, this is what it is. It's bringing us back into the awareness that there is a God that is the governor over all. Heaven and earth. Because I am not from this world. I'm not from this country. The Bible tells us in 1 Peter chapter 2, 9 to 10, it says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Which country on earth is called that? None. A holy nation. His own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness. Look at that. Out of darkness into his marvelous light. Every nation of this world has darkness. And God is calling people out of darkness. Every company has darkness. He's calling them out of darkness. Out of darkness. That's why I would not be bothered Somebody gets a job in any country of the world. Say, Pastor, this is where I have found something. I say, go there and shine. Shine like light. Impact that place with the principles of the kingdom. Let them see something in you and say, wow, who really, who are you? Shine. Verse 10 says, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 10, look at what he says. He said, who were once not a people? This is what is interesting. You were once not a people, but now a people of God. Who had not obtained mercy, but you have now obtained that mercy. You see the thing? When we understand that mindset of grace, that we're a holy nation, it will not matter what we were not before. It won't matter to me which country you were not before. What faith you didn't come from. Are you getting the point now? Because you have obtained grace and mercy. We can function together. I see many sons and daughters of this house into nations. I see it. I see it in nations. I see it in nations. I see it in nations. I see you having businesses from nations. I see you having contacts in nations. I see you having roots into nations. And I see them having roots in this house. In the name of Jesus. 
No. Once upon a time when people hear, oh, you are going to Australia, you are going to Turkey. Ah! What are you going to do there? They are going to China. When are you coming back? This is what Jesus Christ was saying in John chapter 7. So 17. John 17. He says, I pray for them. This is my prayer for you as I begin to round up. I pray for them that, and I do not pray for the, for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. And all mine are yours, and all yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given to me, that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Now these who, no, sorry, those whom you gave to me, I have kept. None of them is lost. Nobody in this house will be lost in Jesus' name. You will, be, you will not be lost into the political system. You will not be lost in the market system. You will not be lost in the career because it became, it will not consume you in the name of Jesus. He said, none you have given to us is lost. Except the son of perdition. That the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I come to you that these things I speak in the world that they may have so that my joy be fulfilled in them. I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world. Just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world but that you should keep them from the evil one. I love that verse. Don't take them out of the world but keep them from the evil one. It's easier. It's safe to be in a place where everything is safe. He said, no, no, don't take them from that. He said, but keep them from the evil one. Let, the, let people wonder, how, how have you managed to build such a business in a community like this? In a country like this? How have you survived in a place like this? Keep them from the evil one. So they are not of this world, just as I'm not of this world. Sanctify them by your truth. For your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, also I have sent them into the world. When Jesus Christ came into this world, he didn't come into a country that looked like where he was coming from. Did you not see that? But Jesus Christ, he said, I'm not of this world. So what does that mean? It means he's not against a people who understands the dimension of who they are. Jesus Christ is not asking us to isolate. Amen. But he wants us to separate. We cannot confuse the heaven's agenda. We can't isolate ourselves from a political system. Oh, politics is run by bad people. But that's why they keep on making laws. That is bad. We can do business together, but we separate who we are from who you are. That's important. I realize that fear has kept many nations and many people from fulfilling God's agenda in their life. There is nothing, maybe by now you know, there is nothing I hate like religion. I hate religion. He has not called us to a life of religion. Because it inhibits people. But a life of relationship is different. Know the God whom you serve. 
There is an old saying, 17th century saying. This one, like one, like this one. It was one of those sayings that was, uh, there was a debate whether it was St. Augustine that actually said it or not. But it was something that came out of people wanting to avoid undue theological debates. So, they'll say that in essentials, unity, this is a principle by which you need to operate. In essentials, unity. In non-essentials, liberty. In all things, charity. This principle should guide your work with people in the world. Why? Because Jesus Christ said, the children of this world are wiser in their generation than the children of light. So we need to understand there is a need for wisdom. Amen. We must be as wise as serpents and harmless as a dove. In what you do in your career, be wise like serpents. Which means God expects you to have understanding that your strategy must be flexible. Hey, pastor, is that possible? Yes, be flexible in your strategy, but not in your values. Amen. You must understand who you are before you engage. This is where I started from the father. Know you are a son of the father. If I am in a community that I'm the only black person or the only person that speaks my language or the only person from my country, I will not, and I'm saying this, very important, I will not feel any less. Why? Because I will understand if their father is my father. Amen. Then my purpose is what I'm here for. So don't feel little. You have to have your liberty to operate. It's the purpose by which you are planted that matters most. It's one of the reasons why we try our best to have one unified language in this house. I know some people struggle with it, but that's why we do it. Also, it's the reason why we try our best to sing only in English, except on a Sunday like this. I love to sing all kinds of languages. So that everybody will know we have one father, one language, one tongue. Jesus Christ said so. He said we should be as wise as serpents. Now, if Jesus Christ said that, I don't know what you are waiting for. Because serpent is very wise. Revelation chapter 7 verse 9. It said, after these things, I looked. Behold, now this is what I'm looking for. I'm trusting God for this after these things. Behold, a great multitude, which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands. I know this is talking about the end time, but I know the end time are things that we are meant to live the life of heaven here on earth. I see a great many people. Amen. In the name of Jesus. All the angels stood around the throne and the elders of the four living creatures and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor, power and might be to our God forever and ever. I pray that a great many people will come into this place and they will find an utterance. I pray that they will find a voice. They will find an identity in the name of Jesus. When they come into this place, the name of the Lord shall be glorified. In the name of Jesus, people will come from all walks of life. 
They will come from all places. I pray in Jesus' name as we plug into this season in the name of Jesus. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14. He said, therefore, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ from whom the whole family, your family, my family, in heaven and on earth, his name, that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory, you'll be strengthened. You'll be with might to the spirit of God in your inner man. I pray that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith in the name of Jesus. My friend, if Christ dwells in your heart, there is nobody who can intimidate you. If Christ dwells in your heart, nobody can frustrate you. If Christ dwells in your heart, you will stand tall in any area, in any community you find yourself. May Christ dwell in your heart. May you not be a person that is ruled by fear, ruled by intimidation. May Christ dwell in your heart for good ideas. When he dwells in your heart, he will give you unique things, unique answers. You will be an answer, you'll be a voice into your community. In the name of Jesus, I pray that in Jesus' name you will be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height. May you know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. In the name of Jesus, may you be filled with the fullness of God. I pray that you will know him in the name of Jesus. He who has called you now to him who is able to do exceedingly. May God do exceedingly in our lives. May he do exceedingly in this ministry. May he do exceedingly in your business. May he do exceedingly in your business plan, in your political plan, in your dreams and aspirations. May God go beyond your little plans in the name of Jesus. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we can ask or think according to the power of God. I pray that you will walk in the power of the risen Christ in the name of Jesus. May he take you from glory to glory, take you from height to height in the mighty name of Jesus. This is the God that has called us into an encounter. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. We'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message. Please do call us on plus 44 208-597-3110 or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again. God bless you.